Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey. Hi. I'm using my new headphone, not headphone, uh-huh. uh, microphone. How does it sound so far? It sounds fine. Okay, good. Yeah, sounds, sounds good. So now we'll know whether it was your microphone or the internet connection. Yeah, right? my internet still hasn't been updated. But yes, this is one of the things I thought it might be. Well, we'll see. Are you ready to talk about this book? I am. Great. Let's do it. Today's book is The Frog Prince. It's a book from the Darvell Exploratory Systems, which I think is the name of the series this comes from. And the author is S.J. Sanders. Yeah, and I thought we had read something by her before. I don't think so. All right, what do I know? (laughs) So, you know, I don't know. Could have dreamed it. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. The book has a prologue before we get into the book, and it starts with somebody saying, Miss Brody, how are you feeling? And we it's the female character waking up, and her name is Gwen. The sedation is wearing off, and she is getting prepared, right, to go on a trip to some planet that's called X. AL 2614 in status. And she had been selected because she's what's considered a non gratis. And mm-hmm. those people did not enjoy the protection of the planetary of planetary citizenship on United Earth. So she did, really didn't have a choice with this. This prologue freaked me the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> it was Definitely different, but I don't put it past a government doing this to people eventually because governments usually suck. Uh Uh-huh. So she is waking up and she's coming to, and I guess she thinks that she's coming out of stasis, but she's actually coming out from this medically induced coma they had her in from the surgery they did to her yeah so it's horrible Mm -hmm. terrified the shit out of me the doctor says although you have been in recovery for a month in a medically induced coma while you recovered from the surgery we were able to do successful skin grafts and a few internal organ transplants as we modified you on a genetic level to be compatible with an amphibious life Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the well, fuck? at least it wasn't the same old crap. Oh and, my god, I was so scared. Yeah, and I guess she's going on the street. She hadn't agreed to any of this. They basically did this without her permission. And she's going with another recruit by the name of Christopher Evans, who's also been modified. And then she looks at her body Ugh. and she sees, yeah, I kind of got, 
really freaked out because one thing they say about, you know, Christopher Evans is going with you. And they said, oh, by the way, Darvell has also decided to greenlight a reproductive license for the recruits in hope of getting long lasting data connection. Tell her you breeding with this other guy, Mr. Evans, is also part of your mission. And she's mm-hmm. thinking that this can't be right. This is illegal. You guys are insane. And then then she looks at her body and I'm going to read what it says. Okay. Try not to throw up. It says, okay. <laughs> she looks down and it reveals a slick, pebbly green flesh that ran down the entire visible length of her arm down to black claw-like nails and a pale yellow webbing between her fingers. Her scream bubbled out of her just as another hypo-needle hit her in the neck. Just rest now, Ms. Brody. When you wake up, you will be on the planet. Okay, so the prologue ends with her being put back into that medical, medically induced mm-hmm. coma. Mm-hmm. So she ends the prologue off in a nice sleep. I end the prologue (laughs) panicking because of how horrible this whole thing sounds for her. And you're like, I'm going to kill my mother for picking this book. And when I picked it, I'm like, oh, a frog prince. I'm sure it's going to be a sweet book. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. Well, it does get sweet, but the way that she gets there is so scary. And it is, like you're saying, not that far outside the realm of possibilities that I could just see her. Her signing up for this mission with mm-hmm. this exploratory corporation or company or what have you. They tell her, you know, A, B, C of the mission, but they don't tell her all these other things. And all the other things are huge. Like she, now she's going to have to be breeding with this guy. She's changed everything about her body. Like, oh, it's terrifying. Yeah. I I don't put it past governments. The book actually starts with chapter one where they are already on this planet. So they have arrived and she is waking up. She thinks to herself that she had no intention of ever sleeping with Chris. And for now, Chris was trying to give her space, hoping that eventually she would come around and want to mate with him. Mm-hmm. She also thinks about the fact that this Darvell company has gone way beyond United Earth's legalities. And she's looking at her fans and going, she's saying, describing herself again, going, she's got emerald with hints of teal with that golden yellow webbing in her fingers. And she's looking for Chris. I'm assuming it's morning because she wakes up and she can't find Chris anywhere. Mm -hmm. And so she looks all through the habitation pod that they're staying in. She even checks outside, even though they have a pact with each other that they won't ever leave the pod Mm -hmm. without the other person because it's so dangerous on this planet. And as soon as she checks outside, she hears what's described as a strange pulsing rhythmic song rose up the eerie hollow notes sending a chill down her spine despite their beauty and then as she looks around she sees um her it says her eyes met the amber orange stare of something peering up at her from the water it wasn't chris yeah it was nothing 
recognizably human, not even with their own altered features. The face was a deep violet that seemed to shift in hues of blue and purple with colorful yellow and orange bumps visible on its forehead and just under its eyes. And it didn't have human hair. In place of hair, there were long, rubbery strings braided across the top of its head and floating in the water around it. Two sets of eyelids blinked and it shifted closer. Mmm! <laughs> what do you think of that? Oh my gosh, I was so scared for her. Yeah, yeah. I knew, I, I knew who it was. Yes, but I was freaking out because I, I'm like, this would be my biggest fear being stuck on a, being stuck in the middle of nowhere alone is, you know, you could put me in Montana and I would freak out, but to put me mm -hmm. on another planet and the guy, the only person that went with me has disappeared and she doesn't know where he is, is is freaking out. I would die. I would just drop dead. Let's just stay there. <laughs> this thing starts coming out of the water towards her and she's saying, please stop. And, and it's the sound it's making. It's getting closer and closer to her. She's like, please stop. Her voice wobbled as fear crawled into her throat. <laughs> I liked how he was described because at one point, I think it's towards the end of the chapter, it says, its head cocked as it stared back at her. Yeah. Or rather at her door. Oh, she ran back into the habitation pod. So yes. this is when she's like looking through a viewing screen at him. Mm -hmm. And then its throat swelled, turning a pale purple as the pulsing song, not unlike frog song, now that she felt safe enough to listen closer, mm -hmm. issued from it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And she's saying, you know, it has a strong jaw and vaguely a vaguely humanoid nose though it was less pronounced and more of a thick ridge on its face with a pair of slit nostrils at the end she thinks it looked better and more natural than you know what they looked like right what they're supposed to be yeah, yeah. and it says textured skin covered its throat and muscled chest a spray of color yellow and green bumps marking it like constellations and it wore a necklace made of glowing stones i was fascinated by this creature yeah it's scary but also sounds pretty cool yeah so it's staring right back at her and then it just settles on a root and is looking at her and it's wearing black pants that cover the lower part of his body looped with stirrups around feet with long web toes I'm like oh my god he's very frog-like you get that right away yeah and he's wearing gloves for mm -hmm. some reason and then as it gets darker out there chris is still nowhere to be found and the splotches on it are luminescent the splotches in his amber eyes start to glow and he never leaves he's not going to leave no never she thinks to herself well it doesn't seem like it's gonna attack her she didn't know what it was doing but you know it's creepy song she thinks was still going on she's hiding in their habitation pod and i think it's the next day and this is something she thinks about the song that this creature keeps making at least it was making no attempt to get into the habitation pod mm -hmm. nor was it attempt to lure her out unless it's creepy singing was meant to do so it wasn't right she frowned and pressed her hand against her belly she had awoken to its singing and the sound had sent heat spikes deep into her <laughs> ever since the sensation dropping a low smolder whenever the singing ceased it was strange. It had not affected her that way yesterday. Yeah, I highlighted that too. 
And then the next thing I have is that they put a translator in her too, because these doctors, you know, they had, they were just willy nilly doing whatever they wanted while she was unconscious and they were doing surgery. So they put a translator in here. She's finally understanding some of what he's saying and he's calling her Jimlina. Is that how you say mm-hmm. it? And she thinks, what I think it? so. What is a Jimlina? And then she just starts getting aroused. (laughs) And then then she remembers that Chris was starting to make that song too. And but his was similar, but it was disjointed notes. And it didn't affect her like this. Right. But she wonders eventually, would it have? I don't know. So I I highlighted this quote. What were the chances that somehow Darvell had been too clever for its own good and accidentally made her compatible with an amphibian-like species native to this planet? And my note there was very fucking good, if I had to guess. (laughs) Yeah, because they're not, that's not what they want. I guess eventually they want to inhabit these planets and see if... You know, they get information back from these and they know it's going to be generations, I guess, before it gets back to them. I don't think that Darvell realized that there were alien species on the planet that were, mm-hmm. I don't really want to say sentient, but that they were aware with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I, they sent, you know, these people there. Yeah, I think you're right. And by this point, Chris still hadn't returned and she thinks we. I might as well consider him dead. So that this part creeped me out where her skin is really itchy oh i wasn't even going to talk about that how she has to uh cleanse her skin or do something to it yeah and it's painful the scientists want her to strip all of the mucus off of her body once a day and i think she has to collect it and send them the information it's like a protective layer because now she's basically a frog so she needs it and yeah, she has to do this, like, what was that movie? Silkwood? She has to do this, like, Silkwood shower. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. They're scrubbing her with <laughs> scrub brushes until her skin is yes. raw. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't understand. I'm sorry, but if some government changed me into an amphibian, told me I had to have sex with people and breed, that this was not part of our deal, the last thing I would be doing is anything they wanted me to do when I landed on that planet. I wouldn't be doing this, would you? No, especially if it hurt. She has to do it once a day. Yeah, I'd be like, screw you. You're obviously the bad guys. Yeah, so finally she's able to understand this thing outside the capsule in full sentences. And it says, female, do not be shy. I loved that. That's the first whole sentence she understands from him. Yeah, I loved it. And then she's, she's thinking, well, I have this implant in my throat that would allow me to talk back to him. Yes, I think so. So she, I think she's going to try to talk to him. Yeah, because he, she looks out and he's right there on the dock now, looking back at her. He's pacing back and forth. And he tells her, your mail is gone. He says casually, his song did not put you in need. Mine did. (laughs) Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And he tells her how long I have waited for a female to call for me, for her instincts to choose my song above all others. You are mine, princess. You will not be able to wait in there forever. Oh, I highlighted that too. It was Mm -hmm. so good. It was so good. And then she just ends up screaming. And she's like, you're insane. Go away. 
And he's like, as you wish, Jimlina. And he, right? And he gets in the water and swims a little way away from her and goes back to that root he was sitting on. I could just see it all in my head. And as he's getting, <laughs> hoisting himself out of the water, she's looking at his ass going, what a fine ass and legs this thing has. <laughs> Yeah, and she realizes that, you know, one thing for sure is happening, the heat's getting worse, getting mm -hmm. hornier and hornier. I loved that part when she tells him to go away, and he's like, okay, he does. So I got worried that he was going to really leave. Nope, he goes about 10 feet away yeah. and sits back down. <laughs> it reminded me so much of The Princess Bride, where Wesley's all, as you wish. Mm, yeah. One of the best movies ever, ever, ever. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, so, so anyway, she is super horny now. She can't figure out yeah. what made him come there. And the only thing they, her and Chris had done differently, I guess, is set this some kind of orb in the water. Yeah, they were trying to get readouts from the swamp water outside the habitation pod. So they put this probe in the water, which I guess must be emitting some sort of signal. Uh huh. So she's thinking it was too much of a coincidence that the oh. very next day Chris went missing and the alien appeared practically at the dock. Mm. So the only thing she can think is that it had to have been that probe that caused all of these issues. Yeah, so then she goes through that horrible cleansing and decides she's going to call the comm station, right? Mm -hmm. So she calls the scientists to explain what happened and that Chris disappeared. It goes about as well as her waking up yeah. from that medically induced coma went. Yes. Because they say, they basically have a conversation without her. She's listening to it, but they don't really care about her being a part of <sighs> yeah, it. Yeah, it's terrible. And they just basically say uh, they're going to retrieve her in a month and put her back in stasis. Yeah. Because one of the people that she's talking to says that they have, and I quote, put too much money into her to simply leave her there. Yeah, this And they're going to put her <laughs> into stasis until they find another assignment or use for her, yeah. which sounds very scary. Yeah, she could be in stasis forever. I don't know why this is when she realizes they're treating her like property. I, I don't know, because I was, <laughs> as soon as she landed in the ship, I thought that. Oh, she thinks... They were treating her like a thing, like property. All non-gratis knew that their lives were expendable, but they were still treated like human beings. She wouldn't even have that anymore. She was an asset, property of the corporation and nothing more. Yeah, and like she doesn't have enough to freak her out. She finally decides she goes over to open the door on the lock pad. And as the door opens, you know, she expected to see this guy, you know, this alien again, but not just that alien, but dozens of glowing eyes were peering at her and singing to her. And she freaks mm -hmm. out and looks around and she sees her visitor still leaning against the tree where he spent a few days and he was still there. He didn't sing. In instead, a sharp hissing shriek escaped him. The note long and drawn out, rendering the other aliens silent. And she thinks to herself, hell no, she doesn't do group sex. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. Yeah, I'm like, this poor girl. I feel terrible for her. So yeah, it just gets worse. Yeah, she decides, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna escape through the roof hatch. I guess of the 
Yes. Okay. So she takes this flower extract that she's collected and she rubs it all over her body to try to mask her scent. That was smart. She escapes the... I know that was very smart. Mm -hmm. She says it's also a bug repellent, oh. but it's very strong floral scent. I need that. So she escapes the habitation pod. She's like climbing through the trees and like running through the trees to get out of there. She does pretty well. She gets pretty far and then she stops to rest. And as soon as she stops to rest this alien guy that was standing outside the habitation <laughs> drops down from the tree above her mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> and introduces himself yeah he taps her on the arm <laughs> oh my god it was mm -hmm. so funny yeah his legs yes. drop in front of her before being followed by a familiar violet torso as the alien lowered himself down from the branch above her i loved it <laughs> and she's like had he been up there all night but now she's thinking he's sexy right yeah now her heat is too much so she figures out his name or this is how he introduces himself his name is zir garlorthal <laughs> Warderoon Baya, mm. clan prince, and your mate. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, she's been in heat for several days because he's been singing for her at this whole time. And now that he's so close to her in real life, she can't resist him. I loved this sentence. He says, Allow me to ease you. <laughs> you are in need, and it pains me to see you suffer needlessly. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> And she's like, no, I, I don't want to do that. And he's like, you say that it's there's no connection between us, but there is, right? I think she's finally thinking the heat is overwhelming her and she can't focus enough to escape or do anything. So she's like, okay, let's just do a one and done. Yeah. And then I'll be able to think. But he's talking about mating. So she's like, well, I don't, I don't really want to mate with you, but like we could do this wink, wink, nudge, nudge, but not the mating part. Mm -hmm. And he goes... You wish to breed without mating? And then this is his response. The rise to the song always tells true. I sang and you responded. You will not have if you were not the one. But if you wish to be convinced, then I shall oblige. <laughs> Please. Convince away. Yes. So they end up having sex in the tree. And then she he holds her and she falls asleep after. Yes. Yeah, that the sex scene was crazy i'm like i don't i don't know if i can handle this but of course like a champ i did <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so you know she just wakes up and i, I was confused here because it, he's holding her while she's sleeping and he said he thinks to himself her breast puzzled him she's very different and she's like look i'm different than you we're not the same and he he's all i like mm -hmm. different but He's basically examining her while she's sleeping. And he says his, his species doesn't have breasts unless they're nursing. And I thought frogs don't nurse. Okay. So it's funny you say that because did you see the post I put on Instagram? Yes. about Googling do frogs have sex? Of course they have <laughs> sex. How do you think the frog eggs come? No, they don't. Because if you Google it, it says they don't. The female releases the eggs into the water. Oh, they're like fit. And then the male releases. Yes. Oh, okay. I think there's a lot of creative license happening with the fact that they are even having sex to begin with. Well, I'm not complaining about that. No, me either. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So it's also at this point where we're kind of in Zier's 
point of view mm-hmm. where we find out what happened with Chris. Mm-hmm. So it turns out Zir and his sister did hear something coming from that sphere that they put in the water so when they went to investigate it somehow chris noticed the sister and (laughs) so zir thinks the male's painfully terrible song drew forth his (laughs) sister's needing and triggered the male's rut Mm. so chris and the sister actually are mates and that's why we haven't seen chris at all so chris isn't dead like i was so glad to hear that but i thought he just left it didn't tell Gwen, hey, this has happened. I'm leaving. He just, you know, I guess the rut takes over and what can you do? Well, it does say later that he tried to get back to her, but the sister tells him, my brother's not going to let you get anywhere near her. My brother's protecting yes. her. But she doesn't know any of this yet. And she actually thinks that it's possible that Zir killed yes. Chris. <laughs> it's just like, how can I be with this creature when he's killed my cohabitant? Yes, they they weren't even really friends. They were just stuck together. Coworker. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, coworker is actually probably the most accurate description. Mm-hmm. So she does wake up and he's still holding her. And he says it's time for them to go home to his clan. She's like, go home to your clan. I don't know about all that. Yeah. Still trying to convince her that they're meant to be together. You know, he's trying different things. He's like, well, you know, everyone in my clan is going to know that I'm mated. Like I smell different. Right. It's like, can't you smell the change in me? I can smell the change in you. Mm-hmm. And she thinks you smell nice, but not any different than before. Nice was an understatement, she thinks. (laughs) There was something very appealing to it, like lotus and amber with a dark undertone. Mm. She could drink in his scent all day and never get tired of it. Okay, this is how a scent is supposed to be described. Not patchouli and whatever the fuck that guy was smelling like in the last book. Oh, true. Yes. Thank you. Yes. (laughs) This actually sounds good. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she thinks I must be digmatized. I love that. I must be digmatized because I'm I'm thinking about going with him. He keeps trying to convince her and they're having some back and forths and everything. And then this is the sweetest line. And it's a very good example of why I love faded mates. And it just works every time mm-hmm. because she says, you act like I'm the culmination of everything you have wanted. And you just met me. His response because you are. I know. <laughs> oh. Oh. I want to live in a fantasy so he world. Could, I know. I'll go through this weird organ transplant thing. Oh, my my frog prints. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, he tells her mating is sacred and the most important achievement of an adult male's lifespan. They don't have a lot of female. It's something that they just hold in high esteem. And it would be really difficult to be separated. It would only, you know, make both of them crazy, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She does agree to go with him to his clan. I think she really agrees because she hears some other creatures in the forest because they're still up in that tree. Oh, yeah. So... I think she starts hearing some other creatures. So she's like, okay, well, like, you're not horrible. And you do smell, you smell pretty good, right? And everything. So she's like, okay, I'll go with you. Mm -hmm. But uh, before they go, she does explain about the scientists and that they need to destroy that sphere because she doesn't want other people or other aliens coming to investigate the sphere and then being there in a month when the scientists come because the scientists are probably going to blow up the habitation pod. Yeah. They talk 
while they're doing all that and looking for this fear, they talk some more. And I really liked this quote about the mating. She says, well, like you only really like me because of instinct, right? Like being your mate is just an instinct. And his response is, it is a good foundation. We will be happy because I will make sure that I will do all that I can to make sure that you are. And then she responds, you do know that you are not responsible for my happiness, right? He thinks, uh, of course it is. Mates working to assure each other's happiness and that of their young and their kin is part of what makes Baya, that's their species, mm -hmm. a strong society. Mm -hmm. I liked that. That's a good way to look at life too. Yeah. As long as you're happy, I'm happy right. sort of philosophy. Yes. And he realizes he doesn't even know her name. He's like, before we get back to my clan, by the way, there's something I need, your name. This was so cute because he was so worried about not knowing her name. And he's like, I have to remember. He keeps getting distracted by her. Yeah. He's like, I have to ask her her name because if I ask her the name when we're back in the clan and people overhear me, they're, I'm never going to live it down. They're going to, you know, make fun of me for mating without even knowing her name. So he finally asks her her name. and He's really worried about how she's going to respond. Mm hmm. And as soon as he says, you know, there's one thing I must know before we go to my clan. What's your name? And she laughs. Mm -hmm. It was such a perfect response yeah. because it just put him at ease. And so she says, Gwen, my name is Gwen. And he thinks that's the most beautiful name he's ever heard. Of course it is. Yeah. They go to his clan. Everyone there, of course, is awesome because he's mated. So they're instantly connected to her. They go to their house to check it out and kind of see what it's like. I think she's barely seen one room in this house when she starts going back into the heat rut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's at this point that I didn't realize that frog tongue usage was going to come into play, <laughs> but I'm sure glad that it did. <laughs> I didn't even mind. Oh, I didn't mind it at all. Yeah. And I don't know why I didn't think of this because of course they're frogs. So they have those long ass I tongues. I totally thought of it. I'm like, is he going to do something with that rolled up tongue of his? I didn't think of it. And I'm glad I didn't because when he did, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, well, I live in the gutter, so I think of everything. <laughs> <laughs> so they're in their rooms in the palace and they're going through the heat for like a week at this point before they finally reemerge from their rooms. Well, before we have them emerging, you know, they mate by turning the female so they're back to his front and she doesn't want to mate like that she wants to be on top of him so she says to him lay on the bed and it says he stared back at her in disappointment she says just trust me just get on the bed and it's the first time i guess that he's had sex with a woman a female on top of him and he loves it mm -hmm. oh yeah because he thinks Oh, well, I guess she just wants to rest now. Yeah. So yeah, he was disappointed because he didn't think anything was going to happen. Yeah, and he says, my hearts are yours for all my days. Because she, they, he has two hearts. Yeah, and then he kisses her palm. Mm -hmm. I've never had a palm kiss, but it sounds really sweet. What do you mean you've never had a palm kiss? What the hell is happening? Tell your husband. A palm kiss is weird. Why is it weird? It's not the back of her hand. It's the palm of her yes hand. i i know what a palm is <laughs> i may not know a lot of things but i know what a palm is 
I don't think that's ever happened to me. It just, it sounds sweet, but also weird. A man can go down and perform oral sex between your legs, but a kiss on your palm is weird? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> All right. As long as I... I don't know how else to answer that. Okay. That's the bar for me. It's like, if I'm going to let somebody do that, then everything else is you know that's the ultimate it's fair game <laughs> well, i guess tossing a salad would be the ultimate oh jesus christ <laughs> it's disgusting i've never done it and would never do it i'm just saying it's not for me i don't have that oh bar God. but i have the other bar and that's the one i use okay <laughs> this is not the salad bar i thought we would be talking about <laughs> Uh, do you yet rue the day you asked me to do this podcast with you? Remember, you only have yourself to blame. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. All right, then. <laughs> careful what you wish Be for. Be careful what you wish for. Okay, so then, oh, then they walk out of the room. That's basically the end of the book at this point, but there is one more chapter when they are finally out of the rooms, and I think they're, like, in the cafeteria basically eating, and that's when she sees Chris mm -hmm. and Zir's sister for the first time, and it's basically them living happily ever after all in the clan yes. together. Yeah, and she's, it says, and I like that, that she was no longer a non-gratis experiment. So uh, what'd you think of this book? Would you rate it? So I think I would give this about a three and a half. The book actually threw me in the beginning because of how it was written. Because the book was written in third person, mm. which I feel like I don't read books that are written in third person that often. I'm so spoiled with the first person dual POV. What do you mean third it actually person? Took me because the scientist was talking to her? Is that what you mean? No, see, like, this is the kind of shit that I noticed that, like, you obviously didn't notice it. So from a third person perspective, so it's being just like, what's happening is being described. It's not her thinking, I looked through the viewport. It would, the sentence would be written, Gwen looked through the viewport. Wow. So she never uses I, mm. it's always she. I don't even name. notice that. I Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I'm just saying like, that's the kind of thing that I noticed. Mm -hmm. So it threw me for a while when I was reading it. Okay. I did really like the story. It was uh, super easy to read. I liked, Super. Short. I didn't like that it was in third person, but I did like the author's writing and how she describe certain things and um, the description of how they looked and everything was really good. I liked the plot because it was a good mix of sexy times, scary, but then also interesting. Mm -hmm. I would probably be interested in reading some other stories from this Darvel series. Okay. Well, so yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was pretty good. What did you think? I loved this book from the beginning, oh. the get go. I love, first of all, let's talk about the cover. I love the cover. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really cool and very different. And it's a, it's a picture of him leaning against a tree and he looks very cute and sexy and hot and i've said more than once on our podcast that i don't understand why these people on other planets are always with humans why is it never like a relationship between them and somebody like them and this book came mm -hmm. as close to that as i could possibly think i too thought that it was it was a little freaky at the end but i love the way this book was written i love their interaction i was glad 
glad that Chris was not murdered and that he ended up with the sister. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, me too. Yeah. That was a pleasant surprise. It was a very pleasant surprise. And he was actually in the clan. He was the prince of the clan. So he really was a frog prince. I gave this book actually four wet panties. I thought it was very endearing and sweet. And I loved their interaction together. It was a little weird about the way they had sex, but you know, whatever. Yeah, I guess it was the first time they do stuff that he explains or he thinks about how they turn them around because of the claws. Yeah. So that way she could claw the tree and not him. <laughs> yeah. Which, okay, I mean, yeah, that made sense to me. Well, it's even the, pe- the way he <laughs> penetrates her, the way his, you know... His sex or oh, the way work. his anatomy yes. works. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. But I <laughs> I thought it was really good. I really liked the the way this author wrote this book. And it was a very quick read. I don't think it was even 100 pages, was it? No, it was like 75 pages, if even. Yeah. So I'm probably going to read other books in this Darvell system. See what other yeah. horrible things these evil scientists are up to. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, and I did. Nice. I did mention this to you while we were on the phone earlier. I just want to say real quickly, I went and saw the specialist, uh, the neurologist. Things are not nearly as bad as I was afraid they were going to be. Um, they do think that I may have had a couple of small strokes or there's a question about the couple of blood vessels in my brain because I've had migraines really bad my whole life. So now I'm going to see yet another specialist that is going to finally decide, but the, whatever they're seeing in my brain is normal. What happens with aging. And I, I really appreciated all the support and outpouring of love and best wishes from people, my friends and people that listen to the podcast, because it was really very scary waiting three and a half months. And especially to my daughter who has been in my corner 150%. I could not ask for a better kid in my life. I'm I'm so grateful for you every day, Rachel. I'm going to cry. Oh, don't cry. I'm grateful for you too. Oh, sweet. <laughs> Can I get that in writing? Sure. Next time you're mad How about I clip the audio yeah. and send it to you? <laughs> Next time you're mad at me, I'll just play the audio. But yeah, it really yeah. meant a lot. You've <laughs> taken very, very good care of me, making sure I got to my doctor appointments and my tests and have been a real rock for me. So thank you. You're welcome. And that's it. So, okay. Um, do you want to announce the next book or do you want me to announce it? I don't it? have my Kindle open anymore. Can you? Okay. So our next book is Silver Dragon by Zoe Chan. Yeah. And I looked up the author because I'm like, oh, her name sounds really familiar. Mm-hmm. She was the one that we already did an episode on one of her books about the I think it was called Dragon Marshall's Mate or something like that. Oh, yeah. That was a good book. Yeah. So this looks pretty good. And the female main character is older. And I think all of the female characters in this series are a little bit older. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of not, you know, actually having somebody who's relatable in age. Yeah. Us old people need hope, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Agreed. (laughs) Greater. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I mean, I'm I'm oldish. No, you're not, <laughs> honey. You should be out partying and celebrating your youth and beauty. Well, I'm going to celebrate from my room as I read. 
I'm going to celebrate for my newly acquired repaired sewing machine and see if it's actually working. Nice. Yeah. Um, what are you going to do for the rest? Do you want to say what? What? I was just going to ask you what you're, uh, if you want to say what you're reading right now. Oh, I, hold on. Let me get my phone open because, you know, I'm always reading a million things at one time. So I actually finished the book. When did I finish it? Maybe last night. I'm not even sure. But I was, I read, um, oh, stop it. First time train wreck by T.S. Joyce, because, you know, apparently I worship at the altar of T.S. Joyce. And it was really good. Oh, you, so you finished it? Yeah, I did finish it. It was very good. I liked it. And there's actually, she had a notation at the end of this book that she was going to end with this book, but then she thought of one more that she wanted to do. So it, oh, okay. Yeah. So there's another one after this. So I'm probably going to read that so that I can wrap up the whole series. And I'm, I'm terrible because I started a new notebook to start listing all the books we're reading for 2023. And I've been reading so much and so fast that I haven't even written anything down. I'm like, Oh, I'll remember to put that in the book, which we all know is a freaking lie. I won't even re I won't remember. That's funny. I this morning, I finally sat at the computer and did all of the book reviews that I hadn't done yet. I so I review everything I read in Goodreads. Oh my god, I don't. And how do you have I time do, to and do anything? I just can't believe how productive you are <laughs> i have to review it in goodreads because i won't remember otherwise so i like to see it on goodreads and it's very easy to search in there and then i can if i ever need to remember like say book two comes out and i want to know oh did i even like book one? Oh, i can go in there and look at my review they're very short it's not like i'm trying to do an opus every time i do <laughs> it so i sat down and i actually that I hadn't written anything in Goodreads since we did the first book in that series you just talked about, mm -hmm. Two Shots Down. Mm -hmm. So it's been about three weeks since I, and I can read a lot of books in three weeks. Yeah, so can. I had to Good do a shit ton of reviews this morning. Jeez Louise. Yeah, but I, I'm glad I did. So I only do this. I did that the star morning. rating in Goodreads. That's all I do. Mm, yeah. But um, yeah, I, because I feel like it does take me longer to read than you because. I'm slower than you and I have a million other things I'm doing besides reading. And I, I just don't have time. It's like, as soon as I'm done, um, I need to start the next book for this podcast so that I'm done by the time mm -hmm. we need to record again. Well, it's part of the reason why I was so far behind because mm. I've been reading so much that I just haven't done anything. Yeah. Updated anything. I should say. I feel like if I really, if I start a list in the back of my journal of books that I want to read, you know, things that I'm interested in reading so that if I read a series and I like the book, and I want to read the next book in the series, I write that in the list so that I can flip back to that list and go, oh, yeah, I want to read that. Or else I go back to the description of the book on Amazon, and that will jog my memory most of the time. Well, I um, I actually got two things off of the Libby app, which is the library app I've mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And I I know I already told you, but I just want to mention them on the podcast sure. because I'm really liking both of them. Mm -hmm. So uh, the one of them is an audio book and it is The Last Smile in Sunder City. This book was written 
by Luke Arnold, and he actually also performs all the narration in the audiobook. Luke Arnold is actually an Australian actor oh. who, I don't know if you ever watched this show, Black Sails on Stars. No. Okay, so he played John Silver in that series. I think that series you can watch on probably Netflix now. Okay, I'm going to write that down. Black, what's it called? Black Sails? Yes. Okay. He wrote the story and he's actually doing all the narration. His narration is mind-blowing. Oh. He does such a good job doing all the different voices. Oh, that's cool. So recommend that for audiobook. And then a book that I'm reading right now is Book of Night by Holly Black. Okay. I got that from Libby also. That's really good. And it's funny because the audiobook I'm listening to and the book I'm reading right now are both urban fantasy mystery stories, mm -hmm. which is pretty different. There's really no romance happening in them, mm -hmm. but I'm really liking both of them right now. Oh, well, that's all that matters. The last couple of audiobooks that I have downloaded are, have been horrible. One of them, I, I read one book by the author and I really liked it. Or listened to one audiobook by her and really liked it. And then the next book, I gave it one star. It was so bad. I'm like, I can't. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah, I can't even finish this. So, yeah, I don't have anything. So maybe I will download that book and listen to it. Yeah, try to find it on the Libby app because then, it, <clears throat> you know, then it'll be free. Yeah, <laughs> I'm all about that. I'm all about the free, uh, I don't pay for audiobooks. So I either get them through Libby or Hoopla and listen to them through the library. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Oh, you know what? I just this I just went into the Libby app to find it, and it says, "Sorry, we cannot find any titles matching your search terms." Mm, well, I'll help you look for it because I know it's in there. Well, you know me and technology. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you could help me, that would be. Good. It's not the last smile, is it? No, it's the la last yeah. smile. Doesn't matter. The last smile. Oh, maybe that's why. Who knows how picky this yeah. thing is. Okay, I'll try that. And if I can't find it, I'll let you know. Okay, sounds good. All right, honey. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. All right. Okay. And um, hopefully when I go to edit this, it sounds good with my new microphone. I did hear a little vibration in the microphone. I didn't want to tell you, but I'll tell you. Well, we'll see if it's not... The problem was the cutting out of the audio. So, oh, okay. Uh, which I, I still think is my internet, but we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, let me know. I'm interested. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. All right, babe. Take it easy. All right. Okay, bye. You too. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books Podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.